zebras in America. Green level on Excite Bike. Oh. Hey, Mark, did you like movies? After Yo, I like movies too. You want to start a podcast? Sure. We start a podcast called Zebras in America. Okay. The greatest movie podcast ever made. I'm not arguing that. No, there's no need to. I don't, I don't disagree. I'm going to grab a different seat because I was just—I didn't even know you were here. I was just no. grooving out on the on the keyboard. Well, you gave me a set of keys. I yeah, just let you, myself in. Yeah, just let you let you you know you're. you're I ordered a pizza too. Oh man, cool with like with extra meat. With um, pepperoni and ground beef. That is weird. Why is that weird? That's a great combo. Whatever. You know what's a great combo? What's that? Zebras in America. Sure. Or um, Orcs and Will Smith. Julia Binoche, Bruno Dumont. Uh, yeah. Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Peanut also, butter and fruit spread. It's a little healthier. Like <laughs> this much, but you know. Look, we'll get there, because this is the... this. Is, why don't you put the phone a little closer to me, because you're talking a little louder than me. That's right, we recorded with the phone. We do whatever we want. We've been on a little hiatus, because I was graduating college. Congratulations. Congratulations, man. And we're back. You know, sometimes we'll take weeks off. And if you have a problem with that, I don't think you do. And if you really do, you know, suck it. DX style. DX style. You know what I'm saying? Oh, also, I want to make a shout-out. Yo, what's up, White Doug? Do you have a white rug? You want to smoke PCP? Do you like drugs? Um, Do you like bugs? All right. I just, I do have to say, that sounds a little close to, like, something that would be on the Slim Shady LP. Hi, Doug. Do you have rugs? Like, (laughs) hi, kids. Do you like violence? I was just freestyling. I know. It just sounded too close to that guy. It just shows yeah, you how that guy. it just show you shows you how easy to actually rap like that that is. Fair enough. Hi Doug, you like drugs? <laughs> Whatever. Just like what's up white Doug? Marcus, you ever smoke PCP? No. Yo, uh, you want to talk It's a 2018 about- goal. Oh, nice. Or or bagels. Yeah, I'm talking about bagels, carbs. That's my shit. You already know I got some of those. Yeah, carbs, bro. No, um, bagels. But oh, we'll talk about that off camera. We don't need to talk about that right off there. This record, is a, rather. This isn't a relationship podcast. It most certainly is not. Because we can go there. No, we don't need no, to. No, we can't. We can go there. I don't but, know nothing about that. Um, nah, we don't need to do that right now. Mm-mm. Um, oh, shout out to Carly. She yes. filled out our survey. She's the best. She wants us to know that Albert Brooks' birth name was Albert Einstein. What? Yeah. Albert Brooks, his birth name was Albert Einstein. I feel like I should know that. Well, I mean, I'm not like do. a big Albert Brooks, but, but like, that seemed that, oh, okay, learn something new. She's like, she's super smart. She had like, she's into like the arts, good music. I know she likes broadcast and boards of Canada. So that right there, you know what I'm saying? So... She'd have no reason to make that up or lie. I didn't even know I was into the band Y until last week. What, the Anticon yeah. guys? Oh, okay. Yeah. He I, he's I don't wanna I don't like to promote too many other podcasts, but uh just the lead guy, you know, whatever. Yoni Wolf. Yoni, he's got a great podcast, Wandering Wolf. Yeah, but if but is Serengeti on it? He has not been on it. And they made a record together. Yeah. 
Yeah. Serengeti, you when are you coming to New York? Yeah, right. Actually, we got to learn how to we're going to learn how to Skype. Because because yeah. we need to we need to interview Kati Gonzalez. And uh just today uh Gavin, Liam Gavin, Liam Gavin of of a film that was not on our top 10 list. Psych, a movie, yeah, movie right. that was all up on our top 10 list. Very true. Um is gonna is gonna do it. So we're gonna have to learn how to do. And uh, I had another DM. To, well, we have many conversations, but our, our friend uh, Patrick Horvath, either him and or Dallas Hollum, uh, they want to get up on the Skype tip too because they're out in the West Coast. So. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure it out. We're gonna take it to the next level next year. Yeah. We're gonna make a movie. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a Patreon yeah. or a drip. We're we're just we're just gonna do it, man. Because there's no other reason. Because life is difficult. Sometimes. No, it's it's hard. Life is hard and so am I. Quote the Eels. Pause. Ayo. Life's ill. Sometimes, Sometimes life, life might, might kill. Right? Um, what up, vast air? Yeah. Um, that was Vortal's verse, though. Fuck. Yeah. And Vortal's, Vortal's my, my favorite rapper of those two. Yeah. Never be the same again. No. Never gonna hurt again. Oh. Oh, no. that's my favorite song on that album. It's I've been best. had nicotine in my system. Oh, that's a great Sister song. Team riffing. What a great song to open an album with, too. Yeah, that's the best. That's one of his best songs. Yeah, that me- mega graffiti. Depending on my mood, um, makes me tear up a little bit because the sample to the beat it's very sorrowful. Sorrowful. That album's that song's not on mega graffiti. No, I'm saying there's a song called Mega Graffiti. Oh. on I'm saying another song of his that is one right, of my favorite. Because that song's on. Young Havocs. Yes. It's the intro song, the opening song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's true. That was a good record. Um but yeah, I don't know. Why did we go there? Because you were saying life's hard and I switched it to life's ill and we started doing cannibal ox lyrics and Bortles and Cannibal Ox. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, no, life life can be difficult, but like what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um uh rest in peace combat jack. Okay, rest. Uh, Hip hop got hit. Up. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. Yeah. Rest in peace, F- Pam the Funkstress. Fuck yeah. Rest in peace, Ganja K. Shit. Rest in peace, Volume Ten. I didn't even know. All well, that first of all, it's crazy because that happened like close to Ganja K and Volume Ten. I think within like twenty four hours of each other, both from that same. Forget Project Blows before Project Blow. They they were good life. Yeah. Guys, before Project Blow became what it is, so that's. Hip hop got hit and hard in like a week. That, that's just like since our last episode. Yes. That's not even like this year. Yeah. Um. Oh, you and I saw a movie recently. Yes, we did. With uh, with uh, Shaka King and Far- yeah. Faria. Mm-hmm. We saw uh, the new Michael Haneke. Yes, it's 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 one of those movies similar to my explanation of Bruno Dumont's Like Bay. If you like Haneke, then this is. And and you like when Haneke is in his lane, this is for you. But if you want something kind of newish, not necessarily. And if you don't like, yeah. So it's not on the level of like the White Ribbon, which is just a perfect masterpiece all around for anyone. This is more like you got to really be into Haneke, I, I personally think. To, if, to I may, if I may disagree with you. Oh, yeah? I think it's not that Haneke of a film. What? It's just him, like it, yeah. It's very different. It he uses some of his own, like, paintbrushes, and he uses things that he's used in other movies, but, like, it's it's, just him being like, oh, this is me doing a dark comedy that's straight up a dark comedy. 
Okay, that's true. That that was one thing we discussed because like two of the new things. One, it's his first legitimate delve in, into comedy, dark comedy. And I gotta go again. I have to say, right down to the cinematography. The camera flows a lot freer in this movie versus all his older stuff. That's what I'm saying. Super cold so, and, so I feel like so, okay. I feel okay. like he's going into a new a new mode, and I don't know what the mode's gonna be, mm-hmm. but but you know, because this movie was was cool. There's some stuff that I didn't think about right at the like right at the top. Mm-hmm. Like spoiler alert, I didn't realize that little girl killed her mom right. until thinking about it way yeah. later. Yeah, or like understand or like. Because it's a foreign film, I didn't understand the context of how fucked up it was when the son brings those those uh, black guys to yeah. the the engagement party. Or the dynamic between the Moroccan family sure. who works for this, you know, white French family. Yeah, because like I think there there's like a connotation about immigrants and people being over there and stuff that we weren't absolutely realizing because we're not French. Yeah. Have you seen? Uh, I also co- want to say that that family in Haneke's. Did we say the name of the movie? Uh, yeah. Happy End. Yeah. Those people like were also like that. If that grandpa wasn't trying to run himself into the water, yeah. um, he could have been like applied to be part of the Get Out <coughs> team. Huh. They're definitely part of the Get Out team. Mo- oh, that well, that's a thing. Oh, man, you're opening up a whole can of worms. Well, dude, can we just um, stop making movies about people that could be candidates for Get Out teams? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna say Haneke's been doing this since, like, the 90s, where it's just like... He just makes movies about people that want black people brains. And just like... No, I'm progressive. Yeah. You know? Well, I, this gets into what I was going to... Have you seen... Um, uh, 71 Fragments of a Chronology of Chance. No, that sounds like a, like a prog rock album. No, it's just, it's Haneke's third feature film. Have you seen Code Unknown? No. Well, those two movies get into the immigrant deal in Europe uh, well before uh, Happy End. So, yeah. I recommend both. They're really good. I want to, before we get into our year-end list... Yep. I want to I wanna read a quote from a movie that I just saw. Okay. Um, that I think you're going to love. Okay. Well, did did we do Carly's questionnaire, or did we just shout her out for... Uh... I said that her her fun fact was that Albert... Oh, Albert Brooks, right. Brooks I just is, thought there was more. Okay. Yeah, there yeah, is, enough. but it's actually kind of hard to get to on my phone, so... She got shouted out, and she, you said the coolest thing about it, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been shouting, cool. we've been shouting Carly out for a minute. Yes. Hi, Carly. Do you watch Hi, Carly? Anyways... It just seems like it's really easy to rap like Eminem. It is. Um, no, to, so a quote from a movie um, that I saw today mm-hmm. and is taking its place as the, my third favorite film of the year. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, going to church is like going to Boston. You only like it when you've gotten home. Facts. And that is from... <coughs> The, uh, 413's own mm-hmm. A Quiet Passion and if I could just interject super quick and say 413 is a broad area Amherst's specifically own because 413 you could be talking about from Pittsfield to Longmeadow this is ours Emily Dickinson is ours she's specifically the town of Amherst she belongs to us so Quiet Passion is is a is a, a film about the poet poet um, 
and um, Bon Vivant and eccentric yes. Kate Dickinson. Emily Dickinson. Emily Dickinson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Directed by the great uh, Terrence Davies. Yo, I'm like, my brain has not been like 100%. So It's all good, man. We know who you meant. Yeah. You know, you know what I meant, man. Um, portrayed by Cynthia Nixon. Portrayed by Cynthia. I thought it was Dixon. Nixon with the N. Cynthia Nixon. Yes. Who is in a lot of things. Yeah, but I think she'll go down in history for the one main thing, being Sex in the City. I was going to say uh, Donner on Downer, whatever it's... Hmm? That, that documentary. Oh, Tanner, Tanner, Tanner 88. Tanner. Tanner no, 88. Tanner 88. But there's also a sequel. There is. Yeah, there's a sequel to Tanner eighty eight, and she's in it. Oh, okay. Well, she's in. She's in a few. She was a. She was a Robert Altman stock actress uh, in 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 the eighty. She's also in a. Um. Oh man, what's the movie? Whatever. She's in some. She's in some Robert Altman stuff. Yo, speaking of not Robert Altman, but weird. Do you remember that movie? That um. Yo, what's the name of the dude that that killed Kevin Spacey in American Beauty? Oh, him, Christopher. Um, Oh man, what is going on? Yeah, adaptation. Yeah, did you see? Did you see the movie he was in where he played like a politician? Oh, of course, John Sales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Long Silver, Silver, Long, or something. something. Like that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, John Sales. Long, yeah, mm-hmm. John Sales. Like he does a lot of movies. And what's unfortunate is the years go on. He's he's. I'm not gonna. I, we're getting close to obscure. But then at the same I time... He, I, I argue that he's been obscure. But then what's weird, though, is like, so that the movie that we're talking about now, or or like a more recent movie, like uh, Honey Dripper, it's like, he still works with A-list folks. Sure. Which is so, it's all, which has always been strange to me, how he's obscure. But I guess that's a testament. P- p- people about, want to work with him. Like, 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 Lone Star was a hella popular movie. Yeah. And that movie's like, kind of fucked up. Yes, it is. And, and really I, good, but yes. It is really good. My, my favorite, I'm, I'm a sucker for a brother from another planet. Of course. And just getting, asking for beer on the rocks. Of course. I like, <laughs> I like uh, Madawan. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's ill. Um, <laughs> our, our first unofficial guest, our, our guest Nova, who congratulations had a child, his cousin likes to drink uh, beer with ice. Yeah. It just reminded me of that. So yeah. No, one time I was at a bar and my friend um so my friend uh Theodore Ted Barrow, mm-hmm. uh legendary uh art critic, skateboarder. He has an incredible Instagram feed where people send him skateboard clips and then he makes fun of them. Oh nice. I love it. Um <laughs> I just I love it. Nice. He used to work at this bar and he would like have this joke where his friends would come in and he'd pour them a Genovese cream ale over a glass of ice and I was like oh the, bro- the brother from another planet he was like what I'm just like I don't know I'm just giving people a hard time because no one wants beer yeah. on ice and I'm like oh I and know. then I told him the movie and he saw the movie and he liked it and yeah so I just I love asking for a beer on the rocks because yeah. it just reminds me of that and that supposedly he, 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 he ghost wrote Jurassic Park 3 and 4 oh, shit unreleased 4 not the four that came out like a know, year yeah. ago. Wow. Supposedly, I don't know. There's a lot of script doctors. <coughs> yeah. There's a lot of script doctors in the world. There are. There are a lot. Yeah. But Cynthia yeah. Nixon, in a in a career defining a performance, even though I'd I guess say. she's probably more well known for her performance on she's Samantha, Sex and the City, I believe, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Oh, and we got the name Tanner on Tanner. We just don't remember the name of the actor 
who was who killed Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. Yo, I feel bad. No, he's a goddamn Academy Award nominated actor. And it's okay. He, I'll, I'll get it. And get he's it. and he's amazing in adapt. I think adaptation is actually my favorite that's performance probably, of That's his. probably his masterstroke. When, depending on my mood, I haven't watched adaptation in a while, but depending on my mood, the scene after the car accident scene, where his mother and uncle are killed, like he's backing out of his driveway and the car just comes out of nowhere, when he's being taken away on the gurney, and he's like trying to hold back tears, and then he starts crying eventually, and he's like, who's dead? Are they dead? He's like, just tell me if they're dead, and he's trying not, and he's crying as he's asking the question. That scene is, oof, yeah. that scene is rough. I think that's a really good movie that people hated on for no reason. See, it's hard. When that movie came out, I remember I remember everyone loved it when it came out. So I never knew people who hated it, honestly. Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. I'm sorry, Chris. A John sorry. Sales regular. By the speaking of, I wanted to say, too, I'm very partial to Madelon, which is another great Chris Cooper performance. A young teenage Will Oldham plays as an evangelical preacher. James Earl Jones is great. Yeah, Madelon. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, it's all good. Uh-huh. Um... No, I just, uh, and also apparently, like, in the original script for American Beauty, mm-hmm. there was, like, another ending where the kids get, like, go to jail for killing, uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't make that version. <coughs> Me too. That was, that was, a ver- that was a movie that was, like, good, but people loved that movie. Yeah. It was, uh, Todd Hain should, uh, Todd Solon should have got some royalties on that, but... We're not going to go there. I stand by what I just said. Oh, you know. It's very Todd Solondz-ish, but like... Yeah, because it's a piece of crap. Come on. No, it's not. No, it's not. But I just am joking because I, I know like Todd Solondz. I know. Todd Solondz is great. Because he's a meanie. How is he a meanie? What do you he mean? He makes mean movies. His movies are mean. That's true. Happiness is the most upsetting movie I've ever seen. Besides it, it's, original, it's, Aside it's from like OG old boy, uh, vulgar... And um, oh, vulgar chaos. You gotta understand. Here's the thing about <laughs> vulgar. I wasn't expecting that. No, and that's what made it even worse. Like, yeah. whoa, no! Like, no. I remember being alone watching it. That's a very effective scene. The motel yeah. scene's very effective because I just didn't. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, don't see that movie. <laughs> I would say, please see a uh, ne- uh, a quiet, a quiet passion. Quiet passion. I just loved it. It's. I didn't think I was gonna like it because yeah. I don't, I don't gen- like I'm not like into Downton Abbey. Um, I never saw like the hipster Wuthering Heights though. I love the book and the. You're song talking about the Kate. Andrea Arnold one. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's a movie I struggle with because I want to like it because I like Andrea Arnold. But like I love the Kate Bush song. I love the book. The hipster Wuthering. The hipster one with the cursing hipster and shit. That's that. That's hipster Wuthering Heights. Come on, dog. They even changed. They made Heathcliff uh, black. I'm saying it's a whole that, new thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's a great book. It's been argued though that he was a Moor, like in, in, right. in his olive skin description, his hair. So whatever. Yeah, I don't have an issue. No, I I'm don't. Not, I mean, this one I'm, guy. I went to a preview screening of Wuthering Heights, and Andrew Arnold was there. And then when the first question, this one guy was so annoyed. He goes, "Don't you think it's a little cliche to make you know Heathcliff uh, black and his brother basically a skinhead? I mean, come on." Like it was, he was he was that invested. He was annoyed. He was annoyed. Yeah. Also, speaking of things that like are overtly like critically whatever, uh, bright. Yeah. Which was the the unofficial remake to Colors. Slash alienation. Slash alienation. Shout yeah. out! Shout out to Tracy McNeil. 
um, that that no one knew that they wanted, and is getting like so destroyed. Yeah, and to me, I enjoyed it. The one thing's whack is apparently they left out a whole crew that worked on the movie in the credits. Ooh, well that's not you can't be doing that. You can't can't be doing doing that. that. You know what? We could get really caught up in this, but because because we could talk about how you're going to call that the. The year's worst movie when there were actual worst movies. Yeah. So let's let's. Uh, hey, you want to start our you want to start our year end list? I do. All right. Um, so got some cool stuff going on. Yeah, I do. First on the list, should we should we on first should we start with the top ten with no caveats? Yeah, work our way from ten up. Yeah. Okay. Ten up. Yeah, so number 10 and number then going, 10. Yeah, we're going to number 1. I caveat because I don't want to compete with your excellent year-end list on your site. No, this is it's just I'm just listing my movies. And plus this is different. The what's on my site is it different. Has, I've I actually ordered it for what we're doing today. It's so, a little different. The reason why I wanted to do with no caveats is cuz again, I want people who like your website to also have a different experience when listening to the podcast, you know? Sure, sure. Because they're separate ep- entities and I want them to help each other. Yeah. Like, I want people who listen to the podcast to check out your website. I want people who check out your website to listen to the podcast. Likewise. Well, and that's you, a place to go to find every episode. And you so. want, and you want, but so you want things to be different. Yeah. Also, if you haven't, go fuck yourself. The most excellent Pink Smoke have a Patreon. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to, they want to pay their writers. That's great. Yeah. And they want to have a monthly podcast, which we better be. I'm sure you're on already, but I, I mean, they haven't started. No, I mean, but not that I know of. Those dudes are really wonderful dudes. Yeah, I, I became friends with them this year, and I really appreciate. It. They're two very different guys. Um, they're two very different guys. It's just yeah. yeah. Um, I really you know they both they both have stinky farts and they both like cheese. All but right. I, they're great people. I really like them a lot. Yeah. And they're like they do I like what they do because they they write. You know, podcasts are cool. I have a podcast. Yeah. But I like reading people's long-form writings Super about long shit form. and yeah. and like like you're like some of my no offense, some of my favorite writing of yours is on their site. Well, that's the point. I'm trying to wean off, you know, so we're going to start in 2018. There's really only certain things I'm focusing on on the site. In terms of just writing about a movie, that's what I like about writing for The Pink Smoke. I can just kind of go and go. Speaking of which, if you're listening to this right now, the last written piece that, I've done, that I'm doing this year and the last written piece on The Pink Smoke site is something that just came out today. It's my thoughts on Last Flag Flying, Richard Linklater's oh, uh, film. Which, and the basic, I go into whatever, but the basic crux is just, it's just a movie that exemplifies and highlights how I felt for years where you can be anti-war but still pro-soldier. And that's yeah. kind of... Uh, and that's that. And so. I, I, I need to prove to them that I'm a good writer, but I do want to write, like, one of them biography things, but about Hot Rod. Biography things? You you got, like, story of my life through movies? Oh, yeah, the whole history of my life. Whole yeah. history of my life. Yeah. I want to do that with Hot Rod one of these days. Go ahead, man. There, there's some great... Aside from mine, Chris Funderburg's... He, he, his is the first series, whole history of my life that set it off. It's really yeah, great. Yeah, I just... Nice I love, I love his writing because he's smart, but he's also like... He curses. And I like smart cursing motherfuckers. Anyway, I'm just saying... I forgot why I said this. Oh, right. Because I'm writing. I like the long-form writing on their website. Yeah. And I think that they have a great Patreon. And I, I'm a patron of their shit. And, and everyone listening should be... And if not, you should be ashamed of yourself. Unless you're poor, 
and you shouldn't be ashamed of yourself. Not at all. Not at all. Not every like because because picking yourself up from the bootstraps doesn't exist. That's not real. That was made up as like a joke because you literally can't do it. So top. So we're starting with top ten. Correct. So my ten is 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 a if if you're gonna allow it a four way tie. Well, I'll, whatever, man. Yeah. Because it's all like stuff that I want to say I love, <coughs> but just just didn't make it to the top ten. Go ahead. Well, if, then I feel, so. Is this ten or is it like honorable mention? Because I made an honorable mention also. You know what? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna break up these four into an actual ten, and the rest will be honorable mention. Okay. So honorable mention, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay. I did not expect to like that movie as much as I did. Right. And it's just I liked so many movies this year that it's not quite on ten, but mm-hmm. I I was surprised. Yeah. Is that on your top ten? No, it's not even in my honorable mention. But I had a I had a pretty fun time watching it. All right. Honorable mention uh number 2, mm-hmm. Goon 2. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh it wasn't on my top 15 and then I told you to see it and then you saw it and then it got me to watch it again. Yeah. Um I fell in love with it. I'm I'm in love with that movie. I'm in love with the coke. <coughs> um and uh and and uh, and um Another, another, another uh, honorable mention, uh, mm-hmm. Thor. Nice. Ragnarok. Nice. Um, and so now, now let's do top ten. Yeah. Number ten for you. Number ten for me would be uh, Goon 2. All right. Uh, just as a, look, you know, I'll do a little one sentence thing. I just, it's nothing original, it's nothing brand new. As a matter of fact, it's very cliche to just about any sports movie. But it's what it does with those cliches, and it's just a really great, uh, Movie, it's just like it takes the those sports movie cliches and it just does an airtight job with them. And uh, Allison, uh, um, I'm forgetting her last name, but the young actress, Canadian actress who plays his wife, she's very good in it. Kind of have a crush on her in that movie. Have you seen Miss Sloan? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, she's in it. Okay, well now I'm gonna see it. And she wears glasses. Nice. Is her hair short? She no. But Whatever, close enough. No, she's she's very beautiful. Uh, stop smacking right next to. Oh yeah, damn. Phone. Sorry, um, but yeah, Goon too. It, it and leave leave Schreiber like really gave it. Everyone gave it their all. So Goon too. Leave Schreiber is our by our I mean the Jews. He's our George Clooney. Okay. He's he's our national. I like him better than George Clooney. Yeah, me too. He's our national treasure. Wow, that's cool. The movie has a lot of heart. Cool. Um, leave Schreiber. He directed. Um, Everything, Everything is illuminated, illuminated which yeah. I, uh, I, it, it left out an entire part of the story in the book, and oh. I, I wish it didn't. Mm-hmm. But it was an all right movie. It was. I only saw it once, like first when it came out. I just remember Gogo Bordillo yeah. being in it, and it was just like, oh, the guy I see at that shawarma place in the oh, Lower stop. East Side all the yeah. time. Burkina? No, Burkina's the clothes place on the. Yes, you know the place I'm talking about. You see him? On Houston. You see that movie, Wrist Cutters? Oh, wrist cut! I love yes. Oh, yeah. At our at White Doug's um, recommendation years ago when he was White, still living in White New York Doug City. White Doug likes wrist cutters. He does. That wrist cutter is a love story. It's a good movie. The they have the fake Gogo Bordello guy in that. Who's that? The, one Who's of the, the fake. There's an actor that looks. There's there's a. That's why I said that. There's that Gogo Bordello character in the movie. Oh, I just remember Shannon Sossum and Patrick Fugit. Sharon Sussman oh, yes, yes, has a child right. named Audio Unit. 
Number nine? No, it's like, that's like audio piece or some shit. Like, yeah. well, she she, she's she was like a DJ. Raving. She was a DJ. She's in that Scratch Gap commercial with Shortcut and Rob Swift from back in the day. She's also in A uh, Knight's Tale, and and uh, yeah. and Wayward Pines, which yeah. was that wannabe ass uh, Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks show. Yeah, where I don't think, I don't think Terrence Howard said this is my town enough on that show. <laughs> He just I think he could have said it a few more times. I think he said this it This is my town, man. He said it like forty two times and Jesus I would have liked sixty five. Yeah, fair enough. Alright. Uh so my my number ten, uh-huh. Wonder Woman. Cool. I know like people had feelings about this movie, but like, I just what do you mean? Most great feelings. I don't just mean people like there's a small unit of unimportant people who don't matter, but for the most part, that 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 that's the universe. That's the Mad Max of this year, the boyhood of this year, were just about universally loved by most folks. Yeah, I I loved it. It, mm-hmm. it um, I do admit that the final boss, the last act, yeah, was weak. Yeah. But everything else leading up is just really positive. Uh, a lot of fun is definitely the best movie in the DC universe. Yeah, there's an argument, but sure, I'm not gonna. I'm you not think gonna. Batman versus Superman extended edition is better than Wonder Woman. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't. Not a hard yes, but a maybe. I I thought I yeah I just I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, there were a lot of great superhero movies this year. Um, there were a lot of superhero movies. this yeah. year. There were like thirty. Yes. Um. So that that was the one that made it to my top ten list. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do uh, number nine. Disaster Artist. Huh. We saw yeah. the movie together. We did. And the more I like thought about it, I like the complicatedness of it in that there's no no one's going to ever convince me that there's a layer of James Franco and crew poking fun at those guys. But at the same time, there's a sincerity and, and, and care to that movie also. And I like that little balance. And I think James Franco was really great. He made me laugh. He did a great job. It was very... It was like... As kind-hearted as as a, <laughs> as they could be, yeah. Considering like the ego and character that is Tommy Wiseau, yeah. Slash Gene Simmons, it's yeah. weird. It's yeah. weird that he has such so many different lives. Yeah. And while I I would I prefer the film The Room to the film The Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. I enjoyed both. It's not on my top ten. Mm-hmm. That was number nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, my Yours. number my number nine is Person to Person. Nice. Dustin Guy DeFay's uh, second full-length film, shot on film in New York City, ensemble cast, yeah. um, <coughs> full transparency. I know Dustin, um, the the star of the movie, Benny Cooper mm-hmm. Smith is my friend. Mm-hmm. He owns a record store, um, and and I have I have friends who are in the movie, so I understand. Yeah, that I'm biased, but. It's just a really kind film. I love it. This is why, and we'll get to this at the end, this is why I have my, what I call my jury prize. Correct. And it was stacked this year, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Just, you know, there are movies where, that I genuinely like, but they're made by people I consider friends, or that the subject matter is so close to home, like in a quiet passion, or just, it's, it's just like a director who, like at this point, like Terrence Malick, Michael Mann, Claire Denis... They, they can kind of do no wrong in my book, so it's not fair to put them in a real top ten, give them a separate thing, yeah, which is what a jury prize but, essentially but is. The top ten here mm-hmm. on our show, our show is biased. 
Yes. Our show does whatever the fuck it wants. Our yeah. show yeah. has the best smelling farts. Our Maybe show... on your end. I'm going to be real. I'm not going there with me. I'm on. I got anti rejection med farts. Oh, God. You don't I don't want to go there. No, you don't I don't want to go there. I not want to know. But yeah. All right. So, did you do number nine? Your number yes, nine? Yes, Disaster Artist. All right. So now you're number eight. Number eight is Happy End. Interesting. We talked about already. Yeah. Haneke is almost at that jury prize point, too, because I don't think he's ever made a bad movie. Um, I'm That's someone. Fair. I am someone who, I'm one of those guys, I like when people stay in their lane, and Haneke, for the most part, does that, so I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, of Happy End. I like that movie. I think Michael Haneke is a real master of his craft. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of, one of the best Europeans doing it, no question. Yeah. Um, it's not on my top ten, but sure. I like it a lot more than I thought I did when I saw it. Right. When I saw it, I was like, uh, but the more I thought about it... And there's other, believe it or not, there's other, um, there's other things on this list that besides our top ten. So I'm um, gonna oh, yeah. get to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So your number eight. My number eight. All the sleepless nights. Nice. So it's it's a Polish Terrence Malick film. It is like, that. Like a young Polish dude made this film that's a pseudo documentary in that it's made off of footage of real people, and it's not necessarily scripted yeah. but it tells the story of two friends over the course of two years um, with Polish trap music yeah. a lot of um, philosophy uh, incredible dancing yes. and just some of the best cinematography I've seen in a long time <coughs> General, genuinely those are some parties I'd like to go to in that movie yeah I went to I'd love parties, to hang out there I went to parties like that in my early teenage years but not nice. in Europe like sure. and I'm sure it's very different in Europe. That main character, man, can he dance real good? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought it was like a beautiful film, and and it was off the beaten path. Our boy uh, Carlo uh, from Woman on the Screen. Yeah. Uh, put us onto it. Yo, what up, Carlo? What's up, Carlo? I remember uh, being on the toilet and getting texts from you guys back to back literally minute apart from each other I need to see all these sleepless nights and I saw it and I really liked it you fish from Ren and Stimpy looking ass motherfucker oh shit uh, yeah it was Muddy good. Mudskipper yeah that was a great movie yeah uh, I bet I bet Carlo liked Quiet Passion because he likes slow movies and poetry yes literature all that stuff yeah, yeah. all that all that yeah. all that jazz yeah. so yeah that, that was that was that I, I yeah I really liked that so now uh, we're at number seven. Yeah, this is a little, I guess, a little bit of a cheat because technically I have a top ten, but we'll get uh, eleven. I mean, but we'll. So I'm sharing this number seven. I'm sharing. It's a dark song and the season finale of season four of Nathan for you, Finding Francis. All right. So this is this is what, <coughs> this is what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finding Francis is a feature length episode. Yes. And um, it got like a lot of hoorah. Because Errol Morris like lost his shit over it, but yes. I know that you saw that shit before Errol Morris said it because you're a Nathan for you fan. Hipster style, day one, ground you're, floor. You're 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 day one. You and I are both lovers of what people erroneously call anti comedy because that's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid because it's yeah. not anti comedy. It's comedy. It's comedy. It's just it's just it's just taking jokes to a to a logical furthest step and seeing where it goes, which is still humor. Yeah. People that say that like Norm Macdonald or Tim Heidecker or Eric Andre or or Nathan F- or whatever, Andy Kaufman or 
Well, I was, I was, I was getting there. Mm. Our, our anti-comics. And it's just like, it just couldn't be further from the fact. Also because Andy Kaufman was just trying to be the ultimate performer, sure. the ultimate comedian. Sure. And by doing that, he was taking people to an uncomfortable place. Mm. Yeah. So to me, that's comedy. It's not anti-comedy. Because yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. the goal yeah. is to make... I don't think these people are trying to not make people laugh. Yeah. They're, just, they're just taking a different approach than what people are. And also like what someone said on Instagram, which I thought was pretty apt, is uh, Eric Andre is Bugs Money for people listening to Death Grips. Yeah, you sent that to me. That's funny. Which is like, I'm like, that's that's. Use me that's an example valid. that couldn't be more true. Because yeah. I love Death Grips and I like Eric Andre, but I'm not crazy about Bugs Bunny. Yeah, so. see, I love Bugs Bunny because I realize that I just... What what I love about absurdist humor is I just love when people mess with expectation. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. Which is what Eric Andre is. Just, it's just a deconstruction of what the talk show is. You know. Yeah, so Eric Andre and Nathan, for you... Are both shows under the banner of absolutely? Yeah, which is uh, Tim and Eric's um, production house. production company. Yeah. So I know that you saw that episode way before Errol Morris was Errol Morris. If you don't know who he is, get is a familiar. Famous, get familiar. He's one of the few documentarians I like. He's he's the one that that ate that had what's his face eat his own boot. Yeah, although he didn't have, he Werner Herzog said, "Make a movie, and you know when it comes out, I'll I'll eat my shoe." Because Errol Morris was discouraged with filmmaking, so yeah. to get him excited, Werner Herzog was like, "If you finish you know, the movie, I will eat my shoe." And and he did. He boiled it, and there he you boiled go. it and ate it with beer. Yes, he did. Is that that's a ter- is that a good? That's not a very good Werner. Herzog. It's all right. It's like, you were about to say terrible. It's not a terrible. I felt like you were about to say, "Is that a terrible?" Like, no, it's not. No, because I feel like he, no. What I'm doing is just like. Is just Europe, but Werner sure. Herzog is more like there is a design of ugliness that yes. people understand. And one yeah. time I was walking down the street, and Joaquin Phoenix got into a car accident, and I walked yes. down the hill, yes. and I saved his life, and I disappeared. I remember your sideburns. You have a magnificent face. True story. He he, he said that to me. Werner Herzog said that to me. That's a true true story. Oh, you used to, I, you used to yes. go crazy with the pork chops. Absolutely. Double, double, that was a double entendre. Double meaning, because I did both ways you want to take it. But I met him... The food and the hairstyle. Weeks before my kidney transplant, I went to film for him to see him speak, and I took a picture with him. And then, two years later, at the IFC Center, it was one of those things, literally... Do you remember the scene in... You, how well do you remember Death to Smoochie? Moochie. That character specifically, there's the scene in the bar... Where Edward Norton's mind is on business, and that guy, the boxer guy, he sees him, and he's like, "Hey!" So that <laughs> happened with Werner Herzog. So I'm waiting in line to see his movie, but I'm just not gonna buy. It's like I already took my picture with him. He's speaking to someone, and Werner Herzog's like, "Yeah," and he double taken, so he double took, saw me, excitedly walked over to me, and he goes, "I remember you from around the corner," and that's when it was legit because film forms around the corner from IFC. And he goes, I remember your sideburns. You have a magnificent face. And I was like, oh, shit, this is amazing. This is amazing. So, I have to have kids to tell them this story. Yeah. Werner Herzog told you you had a magnificent face. He did. It he was said, great. I love, your, I love your sideburns. Yes. You have a magnificent face. It was great. Yes. No, that's a cross between Werner Herzog and Bjork. Yes. Yo, absolutely. Bjork had a great album this year. She had a really, really great like album. Her first, her first great album in a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. I didn't say. I didn't say good. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I only think she has like two bad albums, and I'm not going there. Yeah, we don't need to go there right now. 
I or like two albums I don't like rather. Yeah. Sure. Um, but this album was great. Yes. Talk about people going to their logical conclusions. Anyway, what's your number seven? I want to know your number no, seven. No, we need to talk about the first two films. We haven't even talked about. Oh, the we ones did Friday Francis. We didn't talk about Dark Song. Yeah, well, Dark Song's higher on my list, so we can talk about that later. Cool. But uh, Finding Francis, I think, is good mm-hmm. and one of one of the best. You know, so for the people who may not know, um, is the season finale of Nathan for you. He. He earlier in a show had a Bill Gates impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> and this Bill Gates impersonator keeps on coming to his office, talks about his lost love. Yeah. He's a weirdo. He's weirdo. A guy. Not like not like the, like a difficult to talk about like a, a a protagonist that you have trouble liking. Yeah. And and Nathan decides to find his find Francis, his 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 girl. Yeah. And then in there they go they make a joke about making mud too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Because part of the part of the episode is shot in the town where they made the original mud. So to get access to a to get access to a high school, they come up with the ruse that they're making a sequel to mud. They get hats made. And they everything. get <laughs> they get hats, and, and, and <laughs> he kind and, of finds love himself. To yeah, some you can't really tell because like. There's such a kayfabe, if you will, with yes, Nathan. Yes. Nathan is such a kayfabe yes. that you don't know, but it seems like he he falls for um, a, an escort. Escort, yeah. And it seems that she likes him back to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I also there's a little controversy because people found her website and were like bugging her afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Oh which boy. Is, which is not cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh I'm sorry. Oh, so a- so I see I understand why you put that on your list mm-hmm. cuz like it's a feature length episode. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't love it as much as people loved it, but I enjoyed it. Understood. And I got to say too, it's not even the best Nathan for you episode. No. I I think Best Buy might be we're not gonna get into but whatever it's still great. So so my my what number are we at? Seven. Ikaj. Nice. Kati and Mike Gonzalez. Nice. Or is it just Kat, Katie? Kati Gonzalez. Kati no, I think Gonzalez. the Kati and Mike is like just their combined like that's just their Twitter. But right, yeah. I think it's just her. Katie or Kati, I apologize. Yeah. You know we love you. You you're always like making nice comments on my Instagram. Yeah. And Twitter, you're you're the best. She thought I was. She thought I was you. By the way, what do you the, mean? The Pinland Empire top ten list, because I, I I included it on. I have like a whole section for like my jury jury prize stuff. And she said she DM me. And she's like, thank you, Scott. I appreciate you putting us on the list. And I just didn't have the heart to say anything yet. So, cat's out of the bag now. But either way, she knows we both love her movie. So yeah, just like a very film verite, almost. Um... Who who did Ornette Coleman Made in America? Shoot, I don't remember. It's like your favorite lady. Huh? Who directed the film Ornette Coleman Made in America? Claire Denis is my favorite lady. So but I one don't of know your her. another lady you love. Lynn Ramsey. No. Ornette Coleman. We've talked about this movie mad times. Why are what you are drawing a blank now? I don't know. What are we? What? The or, do you know you know who Ornette Coleman? Come on, is? yes. And you you remember the movie Made in Ornette? You're talking Coleman? about Shirley Clark? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Shirley Clark. Yeah, like what the sorry. fuck? You're sorry. like a huge Shirley Clark fan. Like <laughs> I am. 
I got into Shirley Sorry. Clark because of you. I apologize. And I'm just like, you just, I thought My I was bad. having a stroke. My bad. Just now. Guys. I, apparently I was. Because like, I, I thought I was about to die. One Just of my now. favorite rap lines from Beans is the Ornette Coleman of this rap shit. The link between Suicide, Sun Ra, I'm not going to say that name, is Ball Beam. He says Africa Bambada. I don't want to say that. But yes, uh, yeah. I, you know, if I could just jump on Ikaj for a second, the same reason I like Ikaj is kind of for the same reason I like going back to person to person is that both of those movies were like throwbacks to like smoke blue in the face, the type of like New York City indie shot on film looking type movies that like I really like. So those both were, my, were like, Brought, brought me back to those movies I used to discover, you know, in, in, in my teens. Um, yeah. It just had, like, to me, like, had, like, a Shirley Clark yes. sort of vibe. Also, you know, her film, The Connection, mm. about jazz people getting drugs. Mm. And yeah. that's so lifelike that sometimes it's called a documentary. Yeah. But it ain't a documentary. Yeah. I don't know why I said documentary. Documentary. Like, that's like if you're, like, a blood who likes films... It would be documentary, right? So that was that. I failed. It's all good. Episode's over. Bye. Just kidding. Um, Just bidding. I don't know. Alrighty. So it's a really wonderful tale about. Um, it's a harrowing tale about about a young a young, uh, you know, young at New York City LGBTQ runaway situation with two. I don't want to say non-actors because they're actors now, but two people Still, who might not have been classically yes. trained actors, yeah. and it's it's rough around the edges, and it's just I love it, yeah. and I know that I know that I know that I'm biased because like whenever I discover something that that someone didn't tell me about, I feel good about it. I don't feel it, man. It's but a, yeah, I just I just liked it. All right, yeah. so now we're at number six. Number six. What, what are you? Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, it's it, it's my one kind of like fun, super fun movie going experience. Um, that was a fun movie. I saw it at the Alamo Draft House. Uh, oh, what was what was I had a bunch there? of beers while I watched it, so it made it even more fun. And um, yeah, it's just it's my favorite superhero movie of of the comic superhero movie of of the year. I want to say of of the nice things I discovered this year, like our friendship, like we were friends, but we became good friends this year. Right. Uh-huh. Would you agree? Yeah, I okay. said uh huh. Yeah, but you said like uh huh, like so. <coughs> oh, sorry. You're just like uh huh. Uh-huh. No, I was just like I was focused, so it's one of those things like. I'm fully focused, man. Yeah. Um, yo, discovering the Alamo, I never went. Yeah. Because I yeah. thought that I wasn't gonna like theaters that had food, and to a certain extent, I don't love theaters that have food, but that those those theaters are just so good. They are. The sound and and this like people who just love movies. Yeah. That I just try to see every movie there. Yeah. That's a theater. This is random. I discovered I don't like French fries anymore while being at the theater watching Thor 2. No offense to Alamo Draft House, but they really aggressively salt their fries. That could be that could be it. Also I went to see Star Wars there mm. and they had like a special oh, so did I. Yeah. they had a special popcorn for Star Wars. Oh. Which had like wasabi powder, lime powder, too much chili. It's too busy. And it was really good but everyone oh. was coughing. Uh-oh. They made, Makes like... Sense. Because it was, like, so yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I guess we haven't talked about Star Wars. It was good. It had all the... It had all the things. No! No! Not my father! No! I will train you! Like, it was, it was Star Wars. Yeah. 
It was one of my. I liked it. I liked Yoda. I really liked when Luke Skywalker looks like Zach Galifianakis. Sure. That's just funny to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Your six, number six. My six, which also means like you're back. And, get my uh, six. And, yeah, get my six, because of like, like if if you're in the war, you, you, you know where you're where the how the clock works. Yeah. You have someone at your three. My number six is Song to Song. Nice. Terrence Malick's ultra lyrical, slow story of love, music, and loss. Yeah, and the more I talk to our good friend Martin Kessler about it, the more that this movie is going to be a serious artifact because his next movie is going to be very different. This is the last of that style. Of that, of yeah, that, of and, that style. and people were so tired of that style that I don't think people gave this movie a chance. Nope. Is it, is it further up on your list? Yes, it is. Okay, so I don't need to go too deep. Okay. Because we're going to go there. Right. Right? Yes. All right, well, no, we're, getting, we're getting deep. Number five. Uh, that would be Get Out. Get Out of Here. Nope. Because guess what my number five is? Get Out? Yeah. Nice. Well, it's court, sort of number six because I added a movie today. Okay. So I'm going to have to... No, I know what I'm going to do. Hold on a second. All right, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to have a tie for four. Okay. But that's okay. It yeah, get out, get out to my number five. Yeah. So it's a, it, you know... Stay woke. It's that yeah that I don't use that word, but it's 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 a pretty universally that's, loved that's movie. Funny, so my fiance has a has a art company with with actually like her her ex who's not me because mm-hmm. we're still together. Her ex's mom. They have she's like vice president of a of a photo film festival photo festival, mm-hmm. and I went to her her fiftieth birthday like nice. last week and and her like high school age daughter was telling us that, that, that they don't use the word woke anymore that it's a corny term that you don't say woke that now if you want to talk about like being open you use the term intersectional and you explain what you mean okay alright and I was like okay 15 year old person I was just gonna say it's not too much better but hey 15 I, I appreciate I think intersect like being like focusing on the intersectional is is better than 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 the catch-all phrase woke? Yeah, fine. Or just not a de- just like a hey, this is what I think, and this is let, let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm more interested in the discussion. Like mm-hmm. here's here's my cognitive saying. Here's the dissonance. Now let's talk. Yes. Okay. But get out. We both we both loved get out. Yeah. I do. You know, one thing the, the the funniest thing I found about get out is like people who disliked it and both liked it. I do think put a little too much weight on that movie's shoulders in terms of, like, race. Like, it's like they're putting so much on this one movie when it comes to race. And I found that interesting that people who disliked it and liked it disliked it slash liked it for the same reason. I thought that was a little funny. Um, yeah. Sure. And I just have to say, because we got this platform, I'm taking all the credit in the world for getting Armand White to change his uh, review of Get Out. And a couple of people have agreed with me on this. Um, he changed his review? He did because in his trashing of Get Out, which is fine, because our mutual friend, M2M2A, doesn't like it, but at least he doesn't do, like, cheap shots. I don't even want to put him... He doesn't like it. He's very critical of it, but... <clears throat> anyway, what I'm saying is he, Armand White's original review of Get Out, which you're not going to know because he changed it, he criticized how in it he's like, we see a character played uh, at the beginning of the movie who gets kidnapped, and we just never see him again. 
So that right there is like, did you watch the movie or did you just go into it wanting to not like it? Because we literally do see that character again. It's Lakeith Stanfield. Maybe you need glasses. Maybe the lighting was too dark. But then I tweeted at him. I was like, what do you mean? We actually do see that character. He's a key point in the middle of the movie. A bunch of people saw, retweeted it, and then he changed, he changed it around. And there you go. So Speaking, speaking of Lakeith Stanfield and... Yes. And um, earlier connected to Rest in Peace, Pam the Funkstress. Yeah. Um, Boots Riley's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry to Bother You is going to premiere at Sundance this year. I'm excited. And it's an alternate future, alternate alternate present sci-fi um, film yeah. with, with a star-studded cast. Um, and that, I'm excited. That I erroneously said that Mark Ruffalo was in it, and then Boots Riley yeah. kindly corrected me. Right. So I'm sorry, he's not in... For some reason, I... You know, they're both similar looking. I confused Patton Oswald for Mark Ruffalo. Nice. My bad. And I have to say, too, in order for him to catch that, he had to listen to the episode, which yeah. is what really kind of geeks me I know. Out. It made me so happy. Yeah. Because, like, he's one of my favorite rappers, Dead or Alive. Great storyteller. Um, great. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, sometimes there's a fine line between being super political and not that good at rapping. But when you, ha- when you have both, it's like... It's you a great know, combo. Yeah, because I do believe that rap is intrinsically political. So people that say that, like only quote unquote political rap, rappers are political is 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 an interesting mm. naivete. Because mm-hmm. I just think I just don't think that's true. But Boots Riley is, you know, he's just he's just such a good fucking rapper. He like, is. And Me and Jesus, the pimp in a '79 Granada last night is is one of the greatest hip hop songs ever. I think, ever. Top five greatest rap songs. Probably the best story song. Yes, one of the one of yeah, maybe top three. But story we song, don't want to yeah. get into. We don't need to. Do we'll that. start a yeah. But yeah, Army Hammer, Robert Ewan, Tessa Thompson, Keith Steinfeld. I just made him Jewish. Lakeith Steinfeld. Yeah. Lakeith Steinfeld. Lakeith Stanfield. Stanfield. Yes. Uh, Terry Crews, Jermaine Fowler, Omari Hardwick, star-studded cast, man. Yeah. And it's gonna be a good music one, by Tune Yards and the Coup. Yep, and I also love the fact that if it's coming out at Sundance, that means it's gonna get the, it's gonna be January, so so we could get it by like May. You yeah, know? I'm, I mean I'm I I thought because I think it was part of the Sundance program script mm-hmm. um, clinic. Mm-hmm. Also, it's pretty amazing. Like his first script, he gets to direct. Yeah, like that's nice. But yeah. he he was smart. He's a I mean he's a smart fucking dude. He's but incredibly smart. Yeah, like but he he was he put it out. He he released a script. In like a McSorley's, McSweeney's, excuse me. McSorley's is a, is is a bar where you get beer and hamburgers in the village. McSweeney's oh, is a good. literary, I know, is a literary review that comes out of the Bay Area. Yeah. And he, but the, but there's also a McSweeney's superhero shop in Park Slope that's still there where you can buy capes and shit, and yeah. it goes to like literacy, super great programs. So he was smart. He figured it out, and I'm cool. I, I like it. That movie's gonna have to be so bad to not be one of my top five yeah. of the year. Like I'm already, you know, every once in a while you you you're like I'm geared like. Steal this album is such an important record for me. Yeah. That that I don't know, and and my rap group opened up for him once at, at Bowery. Oh, that's really cool. Bowery Ballroom. Nice. Um. Baby, let's have a baby before Bush does something crazy. You know, just like, yeah. just like, oh man, I could. It's just a R.I.P. Femme, Pam the Funchest again. Seriously, she was just like. Also, from a turntip, she was also. This is another important thing. She was also the first. 
uh, female regional finalist in a DMC battle. You know, like that. And that's another thing too. Like that's how you kind of know if it's, it, it's official. She wasn't just like a group DJ. She battled, and she broke that whole like, hey, for a female scratcher, like she was battling with DJ Disc, Shortcut, Babu, all of the top West Coast guys. You know, she's uh, look her up on YouTube. She was in one of the earliest DJ battle videos I get, which was like a whole scene, just like how skate videos were. She was a uh, and she did one of the she, the only person to she so in, in beat juggling you do patterns where you tap the record and slow it down she did a routine where she tapped the record with her breasts cuz she had large breasts and that was like her thing like that was like a big deal like you know like uh, it was a cool body trick that she did and she'll always kind of be known for that she's um yeah rip pam pam the functions and, and not just again not not just a a rap group dj she was a turntablist by all you know but by, by, by the definition and a know? caterer yes yeah 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 she was oh that's right because there was a period where she wasn't touring a lot what oh i think boots was on uh i forget which podcast but he was explaining how she doesn't tour as much because she has that catering business had that catering business so you know rest in peace you, you'll be missed yeah yeah moment of silence all right number four song to song what did you like about it? At this point, I, you, you don't. You could just half know me to know that I like Emmanuel Lubezki's cinematography. I like the jazziness. I like how you get all the information you need to know in a conversation, but it's still cut off midway through. And if I could just pick one, there's two scenes in that movie that are my two favorite scenes of the year. One, there's a quick moment where uh, Rooney Mara is just talking to her dad, and she says the words... I'm sorry that you're not as proud of me as you are with my sisters. And the way she says that line is very, <clears throat> it's very touching. It's very sad. And the other scene is when Ryan Gosling is, uh, he's sitting with his dying father. And it's a very touching, touching scene. And I saw that movie, I don't know what, two months, if that, after my own father had passed away. So and we saw it together. We did see it together. And um, yeah, and like I said earlier, it, it, it's an artifact of like, I don't know if we're going to get this Terrence Malick style anytime soon. Or again, you know, so, yeah. I mean, I just think people that aren't, a lot of people are just so, they think they hate slow-moving movies. Yeah. And and he just, he doesn't even pretend. Sure. You know, I'm going to tell, we're, we're just the slowest, terrible people. We have so much on this list to get through. We're going to do it, though. We're at number four. What do you mean? We're doing great. I'm just hard on myself. So my friend Mike McGuire, we had a dance group called the Boys and Girls Club. One of our songs, we did a cover of Sexual Seduction that never came out mm. that, that M. Tume did a verse on that we let out one of our episodes with. Yeah. Um, we, we, would, we sometimes would have birthday parties at the bottom part of Southpaw, which is a club in Park yeah. Slope that no longer exists. Where I performed a few times with Intume when I DJed for him. Nice. Uh, I performed there a lot as well. We opened for Nice and Smooth once. Nice. I went yeah. to that. I was there. I don't remember you being there. I had to leave right after we performed. I had to go to. I had to go back to the four one three. But go ahead. I was there. Wow, that's fine. I remember. Okay, but yeah. Dope. See, you don't see. You don't remember meeting me. I met you long before that. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, you know, I used to have a bit of a drinking problem, mm-hmm. so I don't remember everything. Sure. My bad. Anyways, yeah. why was I saying this? What did I just say? Southpaw. 
Right. So my friend Mike, he would DJ our birthday parties. Right. And he would play esoteric dance music. Mm-hmm. And people would go up to him and be like, and it was our birthday party. Right. And people would be like, I want to hear Michael Jackson. I want to hear something I can dance to. Oh, and like get mad. And Mike would go, okay. And then that, like next song, and then the next song, like you'd think that it was going to be, and it was an esoteric dance song. Nice. So like, I feel like that's sort of what Terrence Malick is, was yeah. doing. Was like, oh, you want me to, <coughs> you want me to go back to this old thing, but I can just play around with these things and just film miles of film and and put together something that you have to put a little thought into but I think it's like it's like a song and it's like a it, so I liked it I loved it um, I know yeah I mean one of the reasons we build and we like fuck with each other is because we both like post thin red line Malik yes very much so um I gotta backtrack for a second Mr. Len famous DJ company flow he would DJ at big clubs because that's really how he made his living. He, yeah. he still does. He's a club DJ. This was so we're talking late '90s when it was like the bad boy era. He would play music, and when his set was over, he would play super obscure underground hip hop before the next DJ got on, which is kind of a dick move. One, <laughs> but it's also very funny to be like to go from like Biggie and all the top stuff, Cash Money, and then hear like Mr. Complex, yeah, or you know whoever. I have so. a hilarious story about Mr. Complex. Nice. Also. Do you remember when Mr. Len was on Rap City and Tigger had no idea who he was? No. I yeah. as as a mass guy, I feel like I should know that. I never thought Mr. Liff would make it to Rap City. No, cuz remember how Mr. Liff would always I'm not Mr. not Mr. Liff, Mr. Len, excuse me. Oh, I definitely remember. Oh, he was, oh, they have the guest DJ. Correct. Yes. Oh, I 1000% remember that. I don't remember the I was so geeked to see him on Rap City. I don't remember their dynamic. But. Tigger had no idea who he was. Yeah. I, um, you know. Yeah, cuz he used to have guest good. DJs. Yeah. And some of them were legendary. Yeah. Funny story. I was, this is 2001, maybe 2002. Because mm-hmm. I still have a disc man. I'm on the train with my friend, and he's like, oh, what's in your disc player? And I'm like, oh, um, Black Star Respiration CD single. Nice. He's like, why are you walking around with a CD single? I was like, uh, one, because Respiration is one of the greatest rap songs ever made. It is. It's one of the best beats ever, ever. It is. And the remix on it with Black Thought, who's only getting yeah. his his shine now. He no, I don't. I don't secondary like that shine. term. Let's, secondary shine. Secondary He's, shine. Let's not. Yeah. yeah. Please let, let me let me barge through this. Sure. I know we want we love you, Black Thought, but um, and we're just talking about rap, and then this person from across like the way on the train is a Q train going over going over the bridge. And dude was like, "Oh, you you like you like underground rap?" Well, like, yeah. He's like, "I'm Mr. Complex," and I'm like, "Oh shit, you are!" And I grabbed from my vest the record he just put out on Haiku de Tao Records. Oh, dope! And I was like, "You know, oh, you can't. This isn't a yeah. video podcast." I pointed to the CD, and he was like, "Oh fuck, I was gonna try to sell that to you right now." Nice. <laughs> you know, I will say that was an accurate and early impression of Mr. Complex's uh, voice. Yeah. So, um, and he was he was really nice. He was like, "Oh, I'm not on Haiku to Tell Records anymore." That, I mean, that was a record label that that came and went super quick. They had the Asheru and Blue Black record, the J Live, uh, the Best Part reissue, nice. plus his record and nice. Complex record. I don't know what else they did. Yeah. 
that Ashru and Blue Black were people that they were saying were going to be the next Black Star. Yeah. Ashru had the song on the Boondocks, and then we never heard them again. Yeah. I am the stone that the builder refused. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, where Bring where are back. we? We're at your number four. Song what? the song is great. Yeah. You said you had a tie now because you had to mix switch some stuff around after Get Out, so you made number four a tie with two movies. So what do we got? Uh, sorry, I just got a I just got a DM from Bradley Cornish. Oh, what's up, Bradley? We're supposed to redo that Lost Highway episode. Oh, word. Yeah. So what's your number? Uh, what's your number four? It's a it's a tie. Yep. Uh, Shape of Water, Personal Shopper. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I kind of screwed my... Sometimes I see movies ahead of time and I include them on the previous list. So Personal Shopper was in my honorable mention of last year. Not realizing that it was going to come out this year, but good movie. Shape of Water is cool. I like Personal Shopper more, but I like that I like that combo. I like that. I, like that. I just really like both of these movies. I don't... Um, this, this, you know, this this... Aside from my top three, everything else is sort of like can move around. Mm-hmm. But um, personal shopper was just such a a dope, like light sort of um, paranormal film that I just which yes, which is funny because I'm a big Olivia Sayers fan and I didn't read anything about this movie. So or like first few minutes, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is a ghost story. Saw so with 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 my good friend Warren actually at last year's New York Film Festival, um, the two thousand sixteen. But yeah, I'm. Go ahead. Did you get another DM? Oh. Yeah, I got a I got a work email. Oh, cool. But yeah. All right. Um. Strangely personal towards the end. Well, the whole movie, but there's a great scene in Morocco towards the end that's like really heartfelt and touching. You know. It's really well. beautiful, and it it's. It's the sort of like supernatural horror that I like that we'll get to with my number two film of the year. Oh snap! I think I know um, what that is. And Shape of Water, I just like because even though like it wasn't, it was very heavy-handed yeah. sort of film. You know, um, it was just like very jazzy, very, very colorful, musical, um, and I just like that. Um, what's his face is back on his grizzly. Who's this? The director. Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually like Pacific Rim and I like Crimson Peak, and but I like like this one. I was just like, oh man, he's just really trying to do it right now. Yeah. Blade Blade Two and Hellboy Two are my two favorite del Toro movies. He killed it on both of those. All right, now we're getting getting to the top three. three. Number three is uh, Todd Haynes' Wonderstruck. I've it, not it, seen it. it. It is a movie, literally a movie for all ages. It is one of the few true family films that isn't really a lie in that it's really a kid's film. It's a family film. You can be 7 or 70 and enjoy it for different reasons, obviously, but it's really great. And it is, as a true Todd Haynes fan, it is a conglomerate cause of, of every Todd Haynes movie that thus far. The, his weird mixed media stuff he's done in some movies, uh, plot points, themes, color palettes, everything. It's like It's like he's nodding at his own filmography in Wonderstruck and then it's also its own movie because it's based on a famous book um, highly recommended obviously if it's in my top three so man. I'm gonna peep it yeah. I just haven't had a chance it's really good you know I, I've 
this year I've seen more movies than I've ever seen any year. Mm-hmm. And that I still it's haven't great. seen shit. It's great. Oh, have you seen I, Tanya? Yes. What did you think of it? It was a movie. All right. <laughs> so from my number three is Quiet Passion. Nice. I liked it so much, dog. Amherst, 413, represent, we're on the map. Throw it up. Go Dude, ahead. Um, no, more, please, go on. Uh, I really love, uh, do you fear death? No, but I fear heaven. Nice. There were just so many hip-hop quotables. True, true. It was just like, I don't know, I usually don't like period pieces because like the language feels so off. Yeah. But yeah. like Cynthia Nixon, or is it Dixon? Nixon. Cynthia Nixon's performance was so earnest that I believed like and I I understand the language I understand language a little better now so nice. I, so like I could see when she was like fucking with people yeah man so it was Make just like it was just like a great movie about people fucking with each other yes um and I don't care how historically accurate it is like I if, if I want historically accurate I'll watch The Crown and I don't watch The Crown mm. Cause, Cause, the world is depressing, and I like to escape. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else I need to say about it. But I really liked it. I only saw it today, but it moved me. Nice. It's like it's like good. a prequel to Patterson. Yeah. Uh, yes. On, on on multiple levels. Yes. And like I almost put Patterson on my top ten list, but it really is a 2016 movie. I would say so. Yeah. Even though it came out like on like the 28th. Yeah. But, like, they're trying to call The Phantom Thread a 2017 movie. Well, that's just common. It's, like, Oscar season, so all this stuff gets released last minute in December to be qualified. So, you know. Yeah. All right, number two. Slack Bay. Um, I loved it very much. If I could go back to my number eight for a second, like I said, with Haneke, if you like Bruno Dumont, this is a movie for you. Um, if you do like weird, surreal, dark humor... You might, but not necessarily familiar with Bruno Dumont, which is totally understandable. Uh, this is a movie for you, and Juliette Binoche really gave it her all. She's really good in it, and it's just like a weird, fun, strange, messed up uh, movie. When the big heavy guy starts floating away, it's not so much that. It's like his. It's yeah. not. It's not even so much his high pitch. It's just his voice, the panic in his voice, like and help the sound, me, and the help sound me. Effects. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. It. It. It's so great. I. I really love it, and. Slack Bay or Malut, as as as, as I like know, to see. others would call it. Yeah, as well, that technically is, is its real name. That that's what it's called in France. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's so good. Yeah, no, I I liked it. It's you know, I thought the 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 cinematography and color palettes were so good in that movie. Yeah, very. Yeah, it yeah. was such. It was so, it was like watching a fairy tale. Yes. And I like that. Yes. I like French films. That's French, right? Very French. I like French films that, that remind me of reading a Tintin comic. Yeah, there's some... Oh, there's a total Tintin-ness in that. Yeah. Nice comparison. Yo, do you ever see Red Tortoise? No. That was nice. Oh. You don't do, like, cartoons as much. I do not. When I was in college, when I'd come home to change, to go back to studio to do more models and stuff, I would watch... I'd catch some... um like uh, Cowboy Bebop Cowboy Trigun Bebop's incredible Trigun's uh, great yeah those are both things. ones I love um, yeah Red Tortoise Red Turtle Red Tortoise I don't know it's really good you mm-hmm. can see Kiriko as well okay. you, me, and uh, Chris lots of Thunderbird were talking about it when cool. we went to that the that comic book convention Chiller yeah 
Not that one. All right. Oh, now. Lupin the third. I, that, that that was part of that block too. Guess who's third? Lupe the first. Lupe on first. Like Lupin the third. Nice. That's uh, yeah. Um, Lupe Lupin the third. The tale of Cagliostro or whatever. That's how Miyazaki's first movie. Oh wow! No shit. Yeah. Wow. He's. You ever heard of him? Miyazaki. Yeah. Absolutely. One thousand percent. Oh yeah. He's yes. great. I know. I'm fucking with you. Oh okay. Uh, what I love about you is you don't know when I'm fucking with you. Sometimes I don't. Um, what I like about you, you don't really. Nah, go ahead. Don't really know how to fuck with people. No, I, I'm just. It turn. I just might be a sociopath. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Uh, Dark song number two. Nice. That is up there. I like that. Awesome. Yo, I just like one. A very close friend of mine who's, who like, we never talk about films, because he doesn't watch too many films. He's like into magic and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so he told me I had to see it. And I just like, it just, it just, um, my, one of my favorite, um, milieus of story is loss and grief. And I'm always interested in how people do it. And, and I think, and I'm sure I've said it, but I'm sure this film has been compared to the Babadook before. Yeah. But like films that, you know, are scary. Like, Babadook's a scary movie. Mm-hmm. And Dark Song is a scary movie. But it's also heart-wrenching. And it's just, like, how these people are dealing with their own, like, loss in a way that's really dope. And I just I just thought the way they dealt with magic... I even told the director on Twitter the other day that, like, this is my favorite magic movie since Labyrinth. Mm. Wow. Because it just, it just did it right. Yeah. And it just... It, it added real stakes... Unlike like Harry Potter magic where you just like wave a wand and everything's okay. Yeah. This is more like, you know, sigils and squares. Yeah. And I was happy that Liam Gavin came across my end of the year list because I didn't even tag him or the movie in it. So that made me feel like even better. That that was like really cool. And yeah. he shared it and he was very it was like, you know, I'm not I mean, compared to these other film sites and journals that are putting out their top tens it was like he treated me like I was up there with you know the other one so that's uh ow that was a great compliment you deserve to be treated like that man well thank you when I was a kid I used to sport a shag oh it's one of my Desert Island albums there's I think there's like a little documentary on the making that of on a Bizarre Ride on whosampled.com oh wow that's awesome you know that website about like who sampled what yeah 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 I didn't know that yeah, it's a website for snitches. True, true. There's a great documentary about the other JD who produced the majority of that album and his battle with crack addiction. There's a lot of crack smoke in the far side. Yeah, and um, the the interviewees on that documentary are weird. It's Paul Mooney, Jamie Kennedy, and Method Man are the main talking heads in, in said documentary, but yeah. Weird. Very weird. Um... Yeah, okay. Although, that, I think that's a movie I'd like to see. Method Man, Jamie Kennedy, and Paul Mooney in a movie together. That's, I want to yeah. see that. Jamie Kennedy made a movie about critics that was... That missed the mark, but it had some cool ideas. Yeah, I know which one you're talking Yeah, yeah. Well, you mean only he didn't make that many movies. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I know like the movie Malibu's Most Wanted was, mm. was like... Like, somehow they made a worse movie than the Danny Hawk movie. 
You know, this. I think this ties in perfectly to our number ones because it just shows how in sync we are because I was just about to say that. So I think we should both say our number one at the same time on three. Okay. One, two, three. The Killing, killing of, of a Sacred deer. deer. Look at that. Nice. Number one. <laughs> so, so you remember Danny Hawk's White Boy? Yes, I do. Yeah. It oh, starred, uh, who's the guy, um, Eugene? Um, Nova's uh, long lost brother. <laughs> Where are you going? I don't want to do too much editing. You have to come back. Uh, Scott Thoreau stepped out of the room to laugh, I think, um, or something. Ooh. He does look like Nova. They're like, they're. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, de- de- you want to talk about something that missed the mark? I think the bigger issue with White Boys missing the mark is there was so much behind that one. Yeah. Everyone wanted that to be good, whereas Malibu's most wanted was like, oh, whatever, to this movie. But from Dead Press to Fat Joe to whoever, all there was some cameos in it and uh Dash Mihook, who um has a out who has a verse on um Sabak Red's first solo album. For those who don't know, Dash Mihook uh, gets busy on, on the mic occasionally when he's not acting. I do like it. I do think it's funny that it's easier to win an Oscar than have a successful rap career. Why? Why say you? No, because I was listening to the Mahershala Ali's Mahershala. Oh, yeah, like yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. a record with like Casual Keith yeah. Murray, Bay Area, Bay yeah. Area. Well, dude. Keith Murray's Long Island, but still, whatever. No, but he's still. on the record. It's yeah, a good no, record. No. It's actually a pretty good record. He could it rap. It's very like, it's it's very what you expect like a Bay Area dude who grew up listening to like. Five percent rap would become sound absolutely, like. um, and yeah, so it's easier to win an Oscar. Yeah, it's just weird. In his case, true. Yeah, um, yeah, movie that movie really missed the mark. I mean, even like what's his face in Can't Hardly Wait was less offensive. Oh, Seth Green. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough, dude. Cause like Danny Hawk, like like planes, trains, was that him? No, yes, but no. It's not, yes. It's it's one of those multi-word, yes. I know what you're talking about. No, who did that? Planes, trains, and automobiles? No, no. Um, like, uh, jails, hospitals, and hip-hop? That's Danny Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but wasn't there also Bomb the System? Yeah. That was another movie. With legitimate folks. Legitimate? Uh, Shout out to Gano, Gano. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was something, that was something. Yeah, that was something. And but, dude, dude from storytelling. Yeah, Stephen Weber. Yeah, but I think we should get in the killing of a sacred deer. Yeah, before we're, I go we're, off on bombing the system, we're de- we're we're derailing on yeah. on white people in rap who mean well, but you know, well, who cares if yeah. you mean well? The the goal should just be to make. Uh, uh, Killing of a Sacred Killing Deer. Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yes. Um, you know, I I used to, you know, I, I used to eat, I used to like, because people said that I ate spaghetti, like my dad. Yeah. And then I found out one day that we, that everyone eats spaghetti the same way. Yeah. That make you mad? It made me mad. Yeah. Like, just, I don't God know. You, you You pointed me out that, that it, like, if somehow... Cachet was remade as a dark comedy. That's what it would it be. It absolutely is. Minus like the racial connotations. Yes. There's there's class connotations, but not race connotations. Yes. And in a magical world where somehow like things happen. Yeah, where some guy bites his arm and then you get hurt. 
yeah kind of deal great scene by the way um yeah uh, yeah, I don't. There's not much I can say that we haven't already said. It's just like, we had, we practically had an episode devoted to it. Go back and listen to it. Um, yeah, it's just executed well. I think Yorgos Lanthimo and Colin Farrell are such a great team. Not not to say everyone else in the movie didn't do a great job either. Um, it's just it's really good. It's it's just Nicole on point. Nicole Kidman was so mature that she's now Nicole Adultman. Nice. He That's, brought back Alicia Silverstone. Seriously. In one scene, finger which looking great. good. Finger looking good. Yeah. Yeah. KFC has this new sauce called the finger licking sauce. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Let me know if Popeye's got a sauce. I'll, I'll be on that. Um, we had a couple of things in sync. Like our our top ten was pretty was similar ish, but different enough where it, it's interesting. We both had the same number one and number five, so that, yeah. so that was cool. Um, oh, if I could just before I forget, I've got this is my kind of honorable mention. Uh, slash jury prize kind of deal where so it's a quiet passion um white face right john wick 2 very underrated uh laser schism uh that's a shark king short and beach rats i i I watched beach rats again recently and and i and i still like it so so that's that's my five eliza hitman what up you said you were going to be on our show what up i know right what's going on i like your movie what up um, it felt like love is one of my favorite movies of the past ten years. Come on, nice. We're both Brooklynites. Come on, yes. What up? Um, least favorite movies of the year. Yeah, let's pull up this bad boy. I don't need to pull anything up. But my least favorite movies of this year were Alien Covenant and The Beguiled, which is such a weird twist because we just talked about how much we loved a movie with the same stars from The Beguiled, but somehow right. the killing of a sacred deer cancels out The Beguiled in in my weird movie world. Um, we can have a whole other podcast where I don't like The Beguiled I just don't like the cherry picking I don't like Sofia Coppola's stuff this this time around and Alien Covenant is just terrible I really liked Virgin Suicides I like Virgin Suicides I even like Lost in Translation I just I like Somewhere Somewhere might be my favorite Sofia Coppola movie which, which one's Somewhere? Uh, Steven Dorff where Elle Fanning is his daughter. He's like a big movie star. It's about him being like a single dad in Hollywood raising his daughter. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Alien Covenant. Just stick a fork in it. Seriously. Just give it up. Um, um, Miley's favorite. Mm-hmm. Big Sick. Okay, I didn't see it because I thought it would probably end up being one of my least favorite. Because people, I- people were like... If this is the comedy that makes you take comedy serious, you're barking just up the, off of that. I'm you're not, just barking up the wrong tree, Holmes. Because yeah. like, like I take comedy very seriously. I take movies as they are. I give, I give a film like Ikaj the same lens that I give to Herbie Reloaded. I, I, right. I allow movies to exist in their own universe, and then I critique later. Right. Um. So I watched it. I was. I think I wasn't in the right time to watch it. Um, mm. It's just like, and the last movie by, um, Showalter was was um the. Hello, bat- my name is Doris. That was him. Yes, which was like just last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the the Baxter. Oh, that was a while ago. I there's like one, the Baxter. I don't, but there's one scene. Bananas are made in a factory. What are you talking about? No, it's like, 
And then it's like, <laughs> then it's like we went to this banana factory. And it's like, wait a minute, bananas aren't made in factory. What are you talking about? Oh, and then there's a quick. Okay, maybe I like that movie more than I thought, because I like Michelle Williams, in more ways than one. And I also, um, especially shorthead Michelle Williams. But then there's also the quick scene that cuts away when they're all sitting around doing impressions and Paul Rudd does some random-ass Rodney Dangerfield impression. And then the kid's like, oh, I get no respect at all. And then the camera just cuts away. Yeah, so. I also like that, that for, years, for years when Paul Rudd was on Conan for any movie, he would bring a clip and, and every time the clip was from Mac and Me. Was it? Yeah. I don't. I never knew that. Yeah, that makes me like him even yeah. more. It's awesome. Like from the nineties, <laughs> and then and then like recently he'd be on the show and Conan would be like, "You're you're done, right?" And Paul's like, "I'm done." Oh not, man, I wish I I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh wow. I haven't seen it, but it's on my queue. Uh-huh. So the director of Junebug, uh huh, made a second movie. Oh. With Paul Giamatti and with 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 Giamatti and Paul Rudd. Whoa. That that's a Christmas heist movie. All right, it's on my list to watch. I just haven't gotten to it. Wow, yeah, it's on my list now too. Doris, we we you know how we feel about Doris. We don't like that. No. So like, I don't hate that movie, and in fact, that actor, it just it just upset me. That actor was really funny. He posted that um, yesterday mm-hmm. that if you can't afford Amazon, um, just go to go to Pornhub, and it and. Um, the Big Sick is for free to watch under interracial and he wasn't joking. Oh, and that's then, awesome. And then Pornhub was like, we're going to take it down, we're going to take it down. He was like, no, please don't. This nice. is hilarious. Hey, when I want to get the, uh, when I want to get get the early, when I would get my early viewings on rap battles, rap I go battles to Xvideos. Always, yeah, I know. Xvideos.com. Seriously. Um, also, after, after watching some Gianna Michaels. What? Obviously, Justice League was yeah. one of my least favorite movies. Yeah, but it's just like I don't even wanna it's it's like it's like mother almost. It's like yeah, I don't I it's just beating a super dead horse. But you're right. Yeah, I just was I was so ever since I was a kid, you know, I really love the DC universe and I just I I hope I hope they figure out I hope they try some new things. Reebok baby, you gotta try some new things. You ever had shoes without shoestrings? Anyways, the actor uh, played Cyborg looks like one of the kids from Three T. I don't know why I thought that. Remember the, the Tito's sons? They had a singing group. Tito from the Jackson Five. <laughs> don't you better not leave me hanging. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, go ahead. And uh, uh, what the fuck? I really, I really, uh, I had a lot of trouble, Kuso man. Yeah, I mean, I know at this point it's fine. It's like, all good. I wanted to, I wanted to like it, but I didn't. You don't have to. Um, okay, our, the next the next uh, category mm-hmm. that I sent to you. Yeah. Why you did that for? Uh, Batista. <laughs> you're, you're Batista for being in Bushwick in the same year as Blade Runner and being one of the few great things about the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel. Like, I know you don't need the money. I'm not trying to be in your pockets. Why'd you do Bushwick? Maybe you thought it would be good, but then the finished product is why'd you do that? Why'd, why'd you, you do, do that, that for? Why you did that for? Because... Why? All right. Uh, Superman mustache. Oh, man. That had... Remember, remember when Final Fantasy, the, the movie, came out? Yeah, Superman had Final Fantasy mouth. Yep. Uncanny Valley. Kuso. Uh, why okay. you did that for? Yeah. And Okia. Not being super dope. Why you did that for? Okay. Sure. I didn't mind Okia too much. I, uh... 
I didn't say I didn't mind it. I just thought I, it wasn't super dope. It wasn't super dope. It wasn't. And I wanted it to be super dope. If there's anything of why you did that for, it's like why the Jake Gyllenhaal. It's Jake like, Gyllenhaal, why you did that for? He's the Ruby Rod, Chris Tucker, and Fifth Element of of that movie. Yeah, it's just he, like why but, are you doing but this? But Chris Rock bo- somehow belonged Tucker. in Fifth Element. Almost. Almost. Barely. Like <laughs> just barely. Uh, Floss in Paradise. And Pop it, D man. We used to quote quote. We used to we used to quote that a lot. And, uh, oh yeah, Miss Plava Laguna. Um. All right. Uh, our next category. Yeah. Uh, would you like to read? It is uh, who be winning. Who be winning? For me, it was the combination of uh, Julie Binoche and Bruno Dumont in Slack Bay, in conjunction with uh, Nathan Fielder. Not just Nathan View, Nathan Fielder, because Finding Francis did great with people. And it was great to see him in Disaster Artist. He was in a really big movie of this year. And yeah, I liked, I liked all the attention he got this year. From Errol Morris taking out time to write about it, uh, to him being in Disaster Artist from start to finish. I, I, I liked it. So That's your list for who'll be winning? Yes. My list for who'll be winning? Podcasts. Okay. Uh, okay. Our podcast, but... I don't know about... Go ahead. This is yours. This is mine. You, uh, Eric Andre. Nice. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Capitalism. Always. Amazon color grading. Okay. Um, and I feel like I don't need to explain why. Yeah. Um, who be losing? Louis C.K. Podcasts. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Shall we bounce off who'd be losing? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think... Was that your only person? That is my absolute only oh. person. Yeah. Because I also... I have Harvey. Sure. A uh, Danish director. Uh, uh, patriarchal tradition in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And Netflix color grading. Right. Okay. Because Amazon color grading is really good. Mm-hmm. Netflix color grading, come on, baby. You got to fix that up. I was just... Yeah, for me, I was just keeping within the movie realm... And it's such a big deal. Like, before all this stuff about Louis C.K. came out, you know, I Love You, Daddy was such a big... Everyone wanted to see it. They did well in Toronto, and then that shit just fell off the face of the earth. I wonder if there's a DVD screener we can find. Yeah. Because I'd be interested in in seeing it, you know. Because um, that's... Well, only because, like, I'm trying to figure it out, and so are people, like... You know, there's this great article called What to Do with the Art of Disastrous Men, and, and we have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Monstrous Men, excuse me. And, um, and like, some of our colleagues have been talking to us, and I don't, I don't want to bring up stuff that happens in private conversations, you know. Sure. But, like, people have been talking to us and, like, trying to figure out what to do. Um, so I'm interested. Um, I think he's going to have the biggest comeback out of all those people. He's going to have, like, a stand-up special talking about all of it in, like, a year. And and people are going to be like, he's brave. That's crazy. Neil Brennan said the same, literally the same thing you did on Rogan's podcast uh, just the other day. Oh, two of my favorite people on one podcast. Uh, I get your sarcasm, but yeah. I, yeah, you're growing. Mm. Um, actually, I really did like Neil Brennan's comedy special. I don't like most comedy specials, but I like Neil Brennan. He's a nice... He, 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 
I don't like to make this all gender specific, but he's a he's a nice voice for men and depression uh, these days, and I like yeah. a lot of the stuff he says. So. I thought him and Patton Oswalt both um, were able to bring dark subject matter to, like, sad subject matter to comedy presentation in a new way, because they're not the first people to do it. People have done it before. Yeah. Um, but they both had comedy specials this year on Netflix that had, like, stuff that wasn't, like, expressly funny. Um, yeah. Like the second half of Patton Oswalt's special and parts of Neil Brennan's special, because it was three, he had three uh, modalities of telling stories. And I thought they both did stuff. Yeah, and he talks about depress- depression in a very clear way. Yeah. All right. Um, our next, our next uh, category. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. No, it's that was nice. That was nice. Uh, seeing, um, I didn't really make too much of a list. It was just in the, like, it was you cool seeing Patrick you... Patrick Horvath in, in the Disaster Artist. Also, <laughs> not no lines, but still, just like again, another like pretty much start to finish throughout the whole movie. Um, yeah, it was awesome. F- future guest. Yeah. Uh, Friend of the show. Uh, yeah, seeing my friend Benny Cooper Smith in person in person, that was nice. You're going to be seeing him in a big uh, February post on Pillin Empire because I, I finished my cinema of John Wilson. He's now in the series. So Is Benny Cooper Smith in... If we're talk, he's the guy that chases the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's in um, How to uh, React on Reality TV. He's in... Uh, it, no, it's not How to React on How to Act on Reality TV. It's a... Oh, I'm Is he on the Sundance one? Yes. Duh. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, he's in that. Uh, oh, man. Magnus Sante was so good. It was. Yeah. And again, you know, I'm not, you know, plugging my own site here. Fe- January, February You're content is You're supposed to plug your own site on this podcast. Well, look forward to the cinema of John Wilson on... He's uh, not in, supposed in, to in plug other podcasts except for the Pink Smoke podcast. Which as... A, yes. Which future podcast. Which as I'm sure is going to be great. Yeah, but it's gonna, they're, they're, they're smart. They're doing yeah. it like once a month for backers. Like, yes. I hope they do more because they're great. I do too. Um, okay. Uh, other stuff that was nice. Korg. And oh, man. Hell yeah. Korg and Thor Ragnarok. Yes. No offense, Doug, but... Don't be like Doug. Because <laughs> because hey, Korg, hey Doug, hey guys, Korg just Korg was Watiti's character in Thor Ragnarok, yeah. gentle giant rock man yeah. that just took our hearts. He did, by storm. By storm, who will probably be in the sequel to Black Panther, because in the comic books Black Panther is uh, married yeah, to Storm, right. and uh, Disney bought Fox, which means they have X Men. It's gonna get overkill. I can see it. Oh, it's gonna, it's yeah, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be really tight for a second, and then you're gonna be like, uh, yeah, because yeah. they were able to do so much with their limitations. They exactly. didn't even have the exactly. best superheroes. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't know, but I trust what you, I trust you saying. Yo, that. they didn't have Spider-Man or Wolverine for the longest, right? And those are their best. Those are like their their most popular characters. Like Iron Man wasn't like super tight. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, like Thor, pe- Thor was like Aquaman. Like people weren't fucking with Thor. Yeah. And he's like killing it. Yeah. So, one thing I am excited about is like being able to have Galactus in like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie or like Silver sure. Surfer. That's sure. tight. But yeah, they they're gonna mess it up. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. uh oh. Also, that was nice. Haneke making an iPhone movie. Yes. Just, um. Just progressing with the times. That was nice, feeling like films are very easy to access these days, sort of. 
He went from security cameras to... No, he went from camcorders to security cameras to, like, smaller cameras to iPhones. He's just going with the, you know... Yeah. All right. Uh, biggest disappointments? It comes at night. I wanted that to be something that it wasn't. Well, interestingly enough, so that director in an, in an interview said that he had a talk with... He met um, um, Terrence Malick once. Wow. And he was inspired, like, by Terrence Malick to... So, and wow. you see some of it in It Comes at Night. The slow build-up. It's not... Mm. It's not Malekian. No. That's my new term. Yes. Malekian. 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 Malekian gastronomy. Yeah. Um, he, but he, he was trying to do this slow thing... But I just think it did. It just it, it yeah. There were, there were yeah. some real misses. I thought it had had a lot of potential. Yeah. And you were just left with not sure whether it was they were trying to dis libertarianism or socialism. Yeah. Oh, going back real quick because you just reminded me because Riley Keogh is in It Comes at Night. She's also in Logan Lucky. Uh, Daniel Craig's performance in uh, Logan Lucky is that that was nice. Uh, nice. Made me happy because. As I've been saying, he you could you could feel the happiness in his performance because he didn't have to be, he didn't have to play James Bond. Uh, so yeah, my so you have any other disappointments? No, it, it comes tonight was like was the big one. I actually I saw that movie twice in the theater because after I saw it the first time, I was like, no, I want to like this. So I saw it again and uh, yeah. I saw it last week. I was like, okay. Yeah. My my biggest disappointments were my immune system. Oh man, yeah. Because I got sick a lot this year, mm-hmm. and the patriarchal tradition in filmmaking. Yeah. Biggest surprises. Number nine and number ten on my top ten. Goon 2 and a Disaster Artist. Blade Runner. Mm. Shape of Water. Okay. Goon 2. Mm-hmm. Dark Song. Okay. Bright. Right. Graduating. Nice. Congratulations. I graduated college. Well, wait, biggest surprise? Yeah. Did you think you weren't going to? I don't have a lot of faith in myself. Oh, all right. Well... Okay. Uh, oh, do we have any categories left? Yes, we do. How do we have? How many do we have? One. It was don't do that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you have for don't do that? The biggest one is mother. Just everything about it. Just don't do don't that. Don't do that. And uh, this is a more don't do that again. But Batista and Bushwick. Don't do that don't again. Don't do that. Don't do that again. Yes. Um. My 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 biggest don't do that was uh. Was um, evil little girl and happy end. <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't do that, little little girl. Yeah. Cause she just kept on like doing like I thought I really thought she was gonna kill her little brother. I did too. Uh, I don't put it past Haneke. That's that's Haneke stuff. Also, yeah, I thought it had a. I mean, this is similar, but it had a very Lucianaga vibe. You said that before. I'm still. I'm not seeing it. But happy end. I saw it twice in one day. Um, it, 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 it's a movie I'll, I'll probably watch again in the theater. I, I going to film for him twice in a day made me realize I missed going to film for him. Now that I lost a little bit of weight, the chairs aren't as uncomfortable. Well, fun. and the place across the street has a great uh, BLTA uh, bacon lettuce turkey avocado sandwich that I want again. So I got an excuse I to go to the theater. Bacon lettuce tomato. Bacon, sorry, bacon lettuce tomato a BLTA. It's called the blat. Yeah, if you read, fair enough, blat or bloat. There's no O. Oh, there is when I do it. What, olives? Olives or onions. 
Oh man, that's good. It is good. Some olives on a beer. I'm gonna have to see if they can add onions next time. Just like a little bit of red onion, not too much. Red onion. Yeah, red onion is very about important. Too. It's got to. It's got to be nice. It's got to be sweet. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's I'm really excited because if you're if you live in New York, there's this thing called the New York ID. It's not. It's not to be. Oh, yeah. It's like a New York City ID. Yeah. And um, it gets you a free one year pass to Film Forum. Yeah. Bam, the Met. Yep. MoMA, all types of the the zoo. Yeah. So I get to go see Film Forum movies for nine bucks. That's great. Um, and it's really exciting because Film Forum, rest in peace, Lincoln Plaza. Yes, rest in peace. Uh, Film Forum's going to, uh, they're doing like a big renovation. They're going to yes, add a third are. theater and they're going to make uh, more comfortable chairs for people like you and I. Great. Uh, also, another don't do that is uh, that old person who farted in the middle of Happy End. Yeah, no, just, yeah, let it out. Yeah. He, he let he definitely let, he didn't try to hide it. No, no. Yeah. Um, also, keep I, that banana bread film for me. It's low in sugar, and good and sweet and like fluffy. It's good. So yeah, do that. Could, could you carry some more like regular candy though? I doubt that's not. Gonna I know, happen. but they have like like they have like green tea infused chocolate. But like I was I just, just gonna say, film want, forms the kind of place where like artisanal is in is in. So have an artisanal take, butterfinger. So. Just like fair enough. Why can't I just have an artisanal butterfinger? Hey, don't have a cow, man. <laughs> Bart said. Uh, oh yeah. Butterfinger. That was that was uh, that was Bart. You didn't react, so I was just making sure you knew where I was. I didn't react I was because I was gonna I was gonna have us end on that because it oh. was because it was so good. But yeah. I find I I binge watched the first three Transfers movies. Nice. Those are fun movies. How did I not see them till recently? I don't know, man. I need to go rewatch them, but they're like it's like Quantum Leap meets Blade Runner yeah. plus Trauma. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of movies in those realm, we got to watch uh, Prey of the Roller Boys because I have to watch that with you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I I really I just want to end this year saying it was great uh, rocking with you. Same, man. If it wasn't for doing this podcast and hanging out with you, a good chunk of my top ten wouldn't even exist. I would probably be doing a lot more heroin. Yeah, I'd be doing more cocaine. Hey, yo, the flow is here, the dough is here. They gonna call this the hardest remix of the year. The wrist is sickle, the nine is nickel. The inside tan, the outer pickle. The Dutch is rolled, the yak is poured. You running your mouth, I'm getting you jawed. I'm waving the blade, I'm telling you back up. back up You empty your pockets, I'm picking your pack up Give me that. You can act stupid if you wanna uh-huh. Like you don't know what block I'm in front of I'm, right I'm out in New York or down in the South no I'm out in the trap with gold in my mouth <laughs> They book me for the clubs in the hood With niggas scared to go, but she looch good It's loaded when I get out the car like Niggas lost y'all game, I'm throwing a rock down Just to put y'all D, I'm back on the block now Running your mouth till I shit all in it All y'all ass and I'm about to dig all in it I birthed you niggas, I fed and I burped you niggas Quick as that, I will earth you niggas Clothed you niggas, wipe the snot from the nose of you niggas Want not to expose you niggas Fist knife or razor fight, I got a year and a day Still played it like they gave me life Can't walk through the jail without shackles or two cops Throwing shit on the warden out of the food slot Got connects with Poppy Booth and the weed plants yeah. Get my khakis washed and pressed for a few stamps Respecting the jail or checking the mail I stay on the phone, I don't put the left on the bill A lot of niggas supposed to be down, they mostly be clowns You think 
I'm trying to sign with hoes to get close to the crown. I take a couple woos and R's, jewels and cars, screw some broads, and I'm still cool with Nas. Yeah, real subtle still, so fucking ill. How you could turn an idea into a couple mil, but everybody got their hand in the pot. So either you cut them off or you hand them a knot. And I ain't never planning to stop. I'm planning to rock till the rim's matching the top and the phantom is dropped. Uh, they'll never get away with shit I pull off guard. Nice on the clutch, even though I pull off hard. And you know the old kiss, you don't know the grown kiss. Got about five in me till I get homesick. Still got access to the two tone bricks, terry cloth sweats, and wallets. That pretty tone shit.